0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of According to Will, a podcast that takes a very bold and funny yet spiritual look and take on um, life, culture and society. I am so glad that you guys have chosen to listen to. Today, I am grateful that you all have taken some time out of your busy schedule. You're probably on your treadmill. You're probably driving in your car. You're on your lunch break and you have decided to listen to me. I do not take that for granted. I do not take that lightly. So give yourselves a hand clap, you know, clap it up for you for listening to me. I really thank you. I just want to just shout you out and say thank you for listening to me. Hey, I have a question though. I have a really serious question. This has been something that's been weighing on my mind. Maybe it's like a couple of questions, and I'm not sure if you might think it's a loaded question or not, but I have a couple of questions. What is the one thing that you're passionate about? What is that one thing that you love to do um, and no one has to tell you? No one has to motivate you. You just love to do it. And the second question is, then if you love it so much, why do you have a plan B? Mm, That gives you something to think about. So in this episode today, we're going to be talking about maybe it is your plan B that has you stuck. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe it's the plan B that you have. Maybe it's that backup plan that you have that is keeping you um, a little stuck, a little frustrated. All right. Listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, you know, just settle in, you know, kick off your shoes, unbutton your jacket. Um, It's not going to be a turbulent ride, but, you know, Let's get ready to examine some things and explore um, some things, you know, reasons why we're stuck. All right. Because it could possibly be your plan B. All right. So this is Will Smith. And once again, this is According to Will. Stay tuned.
1: Okay. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. I'm so excited. I have a, a very um, exciting guest coming on to the show, coming on to the podcast. His name is Jonathan Washington. Jonathan happens to be um, my cousin. Um, Jonathan is a very astute man. He is a very passionate man. Um, Jonathan is an entrepreneur. He owns and runs about two to three businesses. Um, And Jonathan is just one of those guys who understands passion and purpose. So I'm grateful to have him on. And I cannot wait until he shares his insight with you guys. So let's jump into it. Man, this guy really inspires me. He's been an inspiration in my life, Um, man, for the past. I don't know how many years, but for a long time, he's been been a very good, big inspiration in my life. His name is Jonathan Washington. Um, lives in Dayton, Ohio. Jonathan is to me um, a great financial guru. He is a worldly guy. He's a (laughs) scholar in his own right. Uh, This dude is just like the all-around truth. Um, Very, very intelligent when it comes to breaking down the word of God Um, and a a great man of integrity. So Jonathan, man, I appreciate you uh, joining me on my podcast. Um, And I just want to talk briefly about um, having a plan B. So you know, what's that one thing that you are most passionate
2: about? Well, first, I want to um, give you honor, man, for for stepping out and doing something like this, man. Um, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of um, um, conviction to want to do something like this in the realm that you in. And as far as being a part of church, being part of ministry and and deciding to do something different that god has called you to i just feel honored to be a part of this show so thank you Um, thank you so with all that being said what was that question again
1: so like your plan like so what is it that you're passionate about and like the plan b why do you think people have plan b's um when they know that there's something that they want to go after but they always wind
2: up going after that
1: plan b or falling back on that plan b why do you think people um continue to fall back on that plan B?
2: Well, the first question is, you know, what am I passionate about, and what I'm passionate about is um young people and 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 not only young people but the community. Um, I think those are things that I'm I'm passionate about. Um, so for me, what I've done is based um my life about around um young people and community um and, and serving the community. And that's been, you know, some of my passions for a long time. And so um, for me, it was just I think the plan B has always been a thing that we've been taught, you know, have something to fall back on, have something to fall back on. You know, and for so long, our parents and their parents and their parents have always told us to have something to fall back on instead of hearing what God told you to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with, you know having something to fall back on but when he told you to do something when god if we're talking from a spiritual realm if god told you to do something and you're not doing it you're actually you're operating in disobedience you know what i'm saying and one of the things that we we actually lack as far as a community um as far as a a church organization we lack the sense of future and what that looks like and anytime in the bible that you look whether it was abraham whether it was noah He always talked to them in future tense, not in what was going on right then and there. Um, And so for us, a lot of our parents and a lot of people that speak into our lives, they speak into our lives from a a present moment or back in the day moment, not a what your future should be should look like. And, um, you know, one of the messages that I've always that I that I have is there ain't no future in your front and it talks about how God showed Abraham his future. You know what I'm saying? He already knew what Abraham was going to have to go through. You know what I'm saying? To get there, he already knew the stumbling blocks that he was going to have being, um, you know, doing, you know, kind of falling off that path. But he showed him what his future looked like. He also showed Noah what his future looked like and what his obedience looks like, um, what looked like if he did um, follow an obedience and look towards the future. So um, I think a lot of times we don't we we lack um we lack what the future holds for us um a lot of times what our future looks like is God coming back you know and that's one of the biggest things right now with this virus that's going around oh he's coming back he's coming back why do y'all want him to come back right now at this present time when there's an opportunity for us um to to show his manifestation in a stronger way if if ever you know what I'm saying and so for me I feel like these tragedies These tragedies um, can turn into triumphs if we learn to listen and be obedient to his word. Um, Mm. So, for me, I mean, we've always had plan B. You know what I'm saying? That plan B could look like what your obedience looks like, as far as, okay, I need to have all these ducks in a row. You know what I'm saying? But as long as it's in a, a, a form of being obedient to your calling there's nothing wrong with it. It's when we get off that course because a lot of times it's about money. We need to make money real quick. I've been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? I can come from a personal standpoint where, you know, I've did some things for money that almost cost me my livelihood. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought, okay, this is the quickest way to get some money because I need to do X, Y, Z instead of... He had already showed me, like, if you be patient, this is what this is going to look like. You know what I mean? But because... I get into myself, I get into my feelings, I get into the bills that are before me, my kids that are before me, um, needing things and everybody needing and wanting things. I took a rush path, which was a path of disobedience, which was actually a, a plan B, you know what I'm saying, which almost caused me, you know, my livelihood, you know what I mean? And and so from there, it's, it's just a standpoint of what does your plan B look like? You know what I mean? If if you're going to have one, you know.
1: So if I hear you correctly, um, so you're saying that it's nothing actually there's nothing wrong with having a plan B. But first, you need to walk in and operate in the obedience or in the calling that God has called you to. Like the thing that he's called you to first operate in that, uh, if that's what I'm hearing correctly. Um, and and I get that perspective. But then you also touched on something when you said, you know, things like needs and, you know, what the kids need, what the family needs and how you got into your feelings. That's what also pushed you into like a plan B mode as well as like, okay, God already showed you be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, if you be patient, I'm going to work this. I'm going to walk all this out for you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to work it all out. It's going to all wind up like all your dust going to be in a row. Mm -hmm. Everything is going to be situated. But the fact is that, you know, you got into a haste or like things like needs because, you know, needs become pressing at that moment, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have it. You're like, man, I got to get this money. I got to do it this way. I got to do it that way. And then you wind up kind of like misstepping.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then after when you misstep, you miscalculate and you be like, man, now how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You don't even remember how you got there. You just knew like, man, I had this need. I had to get money mm-hmm. and you know that need is only temporary, mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. so
1: you did what it you did what you had to, what it took to get that need fulfilled, and then sometimes getting that need fulfilled, you mess up, and then you got to kind of almost like start almost start over, yeah, go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and I think that's what people miss when it comes to the plan B is like you know they get frustrated when they fall back on their plan B because they weren't obedient in step one. Mm-hmm. And so I believe if you're obedient in step one of the process, Mm -hmm. maybe you won't necessarily have to have a plan B. Mm -hmm. But when you're disobedient, you know, that's where the plan B, you know, kicks in and then people get frustrated. And so they'll like their second guess, their calling, their second guess, um, their business venture, their second guess, a whole lot of things that they know God spoke to them about. Mm -hmm. They know that they have the business plan. They know. They have all these things set down. They wrote out. They wrote out their goals. They wrote out their visions. They did all kind of stuff. Had a little vision board party because you know those things now are like really
2: um, trending
1: <laughs> right now. Right. So everybody and their mama want to have a vision board party. But the thing is, you know, for most people when they have a vision board party, the vision remains on the board and they don't put no work into it. I guess they think that once I get it out out my mind and just put it, you know, plaster some pieces of paper and some pictures on the board that is actually supposed to manifest which is far from the truth. Mm -hmm. You got to still work your vision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, people get really uh, frustrated with their plan B. I think most of the time out of fear. Mm -hmm. I think they get frustrated because they are afraid because they always are rehearsing in their minds. What if like, you know, what if this happens and what if that happens? I remember talking to my therapist and my therapist told me like, what if ain't real? you know yeah. like you know people would be like afraid to go outside and they'd be like well what if i go outside and get hit by a car well what if right like you you just don't you don't know until you actually try and i think as far for us as far as the church is concerned um i think we still operate on that like wish factor you know that decree and declare mm-hmm. um and all of those things those things sound good they sound wonderful they're real churchy and cliche-ish But I think we get stuck at the decree and declare and then we get frustrated because what we're decreeing and declaring isn't coming to pass because we failed to put the work in. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, And so go ahead. Well, I think a lot of times your plan B can be can coincide with your plan A. You know what I'm saying? Because like for me, for instance, I have uh, three different businesses. You know what I'm saying? And they're all bringing in some sort of money but I'm also, wor- I'm also working right now in my plan B. So if all of those things don't bring money, and one of them doesn't at all because it's a nonprofit organization. So if two of those things don't bring in money, my actual plan B is the one that continues to keep my plan A going. So even oh, wow. So even in your plan B, your plan B can still funnel your way to your plan A. It's just about doing it strategically. You know, and so that's why I said sometimes your plan B can work for you and sometimes your plan B can't work for you, depending upon where you're operating in your obedience. See, one thing I'm doing is operating in obedience, but as that thing is maturing and as that thing is growing and as that as those as, as my organization and the two businesses are are starting to flourish um, until then, my plan B still is paying the bills and still taking care of the organizations and still taking care of these things because I don't want to have to go to another plan B that has nothing to do with anything. And it actually takes me off course. You know what I'm saying? Mm, So sometimes your plan B can even, can help you um, push your plan a into uh, fruition, you know? So it's just all about how you go about using your plan B. You know what I'm saying? Because like you touched on it. Sometimes people go to plan B out of disobedience, you know what I'm saying? Which happens a lot. And then some people use their plan B, in my case, to uh to push their, the plan A agenda. You know what I mean? Mm. Because he didn't say it wasn't going to work. He just gives you the strategy to help it work. And and and, and, and in this moment, you're uncomfortable. So uncomfortable for me is uh, until this all happened, I was always tired. um involved in something. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was for the businesses. You know what I mean? But okay. it was satisfying mm-hmm. once I got in got in, you know, into what that plan A was, whether it was the basketball organization or whether it's the two other businesses that I have. Once I got into it, I'm in it. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. when I stepped back, it was like, okay, let me take a breather because now I got to get into the other one. And now I got to get into the other one. Don't ask me why I started three businesses at one time and one actually with (laughs) um, another business partner of mine, but it was just, it really just all started manifesting itself during last year around this time, during the tornado, you know what I'm saying? So Mm. it caused me to like really look at, uh, because I was doing a plan B because I wasn't trusting him. You know what I'm saying? So it all came from the tornado, incident me helping people me having a lot going on and one day god was like man if if you really trust me i can i can make all these things work that you want to do but you have to trust me and you can't do you can't do what you want to do you know what i'm saying wow and so from and so from that standpoint i have that plan b to to uh to push the plan a agenda you know what i'm saying to 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 uh to you know, what I'm saying to uh, put monies into each each organization so that I'm not doing what I'm seeing a lot of other people doing right now is um, going online asking for. Now we'll take donations. We do as far as our nonprofit organization all day long, you know. Mm-hmm. But those those things can be can be shown where we are doing actually with those funds. But for us, it's just. it for me, it was just uh, uh, independence of man. You know what I mean and and being mentored and tutored by the right people you know so your plan b can work as long as you're still trying to operate in obedience it's a lot of times like you said is when people um start to just do the plan b because they're frustrated with their plan a you know what i mean and so for me like you said for me it's more so my plan b is going to um finance my plan a you know what I mean, so that I don't have to do the Plan B any longer. You know what I mean. It's just okay. seasons in your life, you know, and you have okay. to be okay with those seasons. Yeah, you might have to work two, three, four jobs to 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 finance that Plan A, but make sure you're being strategic about doing it and you're actually doing it. You know what I mean. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it could be it's always a it's always a catch twenty two with people. You know what I mean because. Like you said, you have that vision board. How, how long do you plan on doing this plan B to get to that plan A? You look up 10 years from now, you're still doing plan B when plan A should have already been, been uh you know, launched. It's never been launched. Right. So you're so you operating in disobedience and you're not doing what you're called to do, you know. So I hope that could help somebody. Man. Yeah, man. I appreciate that yeah. perspective,
1: man. Because I was really, I was looking at it, Uh, From the fact that, you know, the reason why most people do not operate in their plan A is because, you know, that plan B is always there. Like you said, you know, our parents be like, you know, go to Mm -hmm. college. um, And if that don't work out, you need something to Mm -hmm. fall back on. Mm -hmm. So you instill that fear Mm -hmm. of needing something to fall back Mm -hmm. on versus going after what it is that you're passionate about with like 100 percent of your tenacity and you know just giving it your full goal so i appreciate that perspective man Um...
0: wow what a great episode jonathan offered a lot of great insight and i just want to reiterate a few things before i sign off listen the only thing that continues to keep most of us stuck is the fear of the unknown and the fear of failure. You have to understand this fear. Most somebody said said it like this, that fear is false evidence appearing real. I've talked to my therapist and my therapist said something um, and says that what if isn't real? And many of us, the reason why we have plan B's because we are afraid of failure. You're afraid that you're going to fall on your face. You're afraid that you're going to make a mistake. You're afraid people are going to laugh at you. But guess what? Failure is a part of the process. Failure, I mean, if you think about it, failure is that thing that you learn from. So you can't run from that process. You have to embrace the failure, learn from it, and keep on moving. What if you fail? So what? Who cares? The only person that really would know that you failed is you. If you don't go around telling people that you failed, they'll never know that you failed. But if you fail, go back to the drawing board. Continue again and again and again until you perfect it. Because in failure, there are lessons to learn. And the reason why we are afraid to fail is because we we lean on that plan B. So do me a favor. Take that plan B out of your pocket. Take it, ball it up and throw it away because today we're no longer going to use plan B as a crutch. We're going to move away from that plan B and we're going to get started and we're going to jump start into our destiny. And if we fail, big deal, we're going to learn from that failure and we're going to move forward. So we're kicking the plan B out of the picture. I love you guys. This is Will Smith and this is According to Will podcast. Until next time, you all be blessed.
1: Oh, thank you.